Trauma Teachers. This is Aaron with uh, co-host Patrick. Yeah, as always. And welcome back this week. Uh, we got rid of all the episodes, so it's just we're just welcome back to this week. Yeah, we. I think I'm still putting them on there, but I'm not even... You have to. Yeah, to yeah. To let it up, but I don't even know what. I just no. guess. Yeah, we're... So, we might have like four season two episodes, fours at this point. Something like that. No, who, no worries. Yeah, you're back. Have, you're back with us. That's all that matters. Solid, like 12, 13 episodes. Yeah, right yeah. I felt really good about last week's. I did so. too. I thought I'm, last week was our best one so far. I'm I'm really interested to see where this one goes. Um, not our most. Our most informative was probably Sarah's. Yeah, maybe. But, I mean, definitely had a lot more information. But but, but, but I, last I, week I was like, oh, this but I think last week I think uh, definitely felt like the vibe that we wanted to give out when we started, which was just you know a couple of guys who are in the field, giving passing out some information and some tips couple of jokes here and there keep it kind of light and definitely I, I felt like if somebody tuned in they'd be like oh this was really helpful right and then we've talked about too how i'd listened to a few of the trauma podcasts before this and they were just so like just bombarding with information yeah. and very dry and we just get enough of the depressing stuff at yeah. work so this is especially like some kind of say, outlet yeah a little bit of light yeah yeah <laughs> with some trauma stuff mixed, mixed in, in yeah right. yeah for sure um so i mean i think uh when it you know, of course, as we like to start with uh, some mistakes we might have had from last week's episode. Yeah, so my main mistake was I was talking about a situation where we had a student about to leave who um, assaulted a staff member. And it was, I just kind of glossed over it because I was so disappointed at the time. But it yeah. was actually multiple residents and um, the staff member, staff member who's been here the longest of any staff right. member on our team. And he's, he's very consistent. Um, yeah, very intricate part of the team. Um, and uh, I was very disappointed in the kid's reaction, but I, I do want to state that that is not the norm here. No. And anything, anytime something like that does happen, it does make us really look into like the safety and take serious steps. So I don't want to act like, oh, um, you know, a, a student attacked a staff member. It's not a big deal because it certainly is. It's it doesn't happen a yeah. lot. It no. should never happen. But, no. it, you know, so. That was that was pretty much it for me. Other than that, I was perfect. <laughs> solid, rock solid. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I mean, I, I think I, I think on the long the same same, same lines. Um, just kind of listening to it, I, I agree with you. I felt like uh, maybe we didn't give it the necessary even attention um, that it might have des- deserved. Um, so for that, you know, we'll make up for that. And but the student on the brighter note, the student uh, did he did find a foster parent, as we had said, and he's yeah. he's discharged from us. Yeah. So no hopefully it turned it turns positive because it is a student that just um we've talked about him before can always speculate on reasons for behaviors but his just seemed like he just needed some love yeah 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 he needed uh, he needed some some certainty uh there was definitely a lack of of what his next steps in line were going to look like for him which was causing him a big bit of anxiety yeah and on uh so now we're up to the highlight of the week Aaron, yeah you got anything yeah um actually the highlight of the week um last week we had uh Fall games, um, which is basically um, our P department and uh, some help, some volunteers and, and a committee on campus kind of put together um, some games throughout campus for the kids to be part of. I think there's like cornhole. There's diff- different stations. Each station is a different game. So there's cornhole. There's flag football. Flag football. There's a there's a segment in the gym. 
um, where they, they get a, a like a pickup game going. Yeah, can um, jam for all the bros out there. <laughs> <laughs> Our kids were like, what is this? I was like, get through the frizz. Like, of course you know. I'm like, well, what do you mean? I mean, I actually didn't know about it, and I didn't visit that station, so you might be able to educate me on can jam right now. I don't it's even a great know what that beach is. game. It's like when you, you throw the frisbee, and there's these two buckets, and you, you not, your partner knocks the frisbee into a bucket. It's uh, harder okay. than it sounds. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, they had no idea. <laughs> Did they get into it, though? They, yeah, they had a couple of them. Like, nice, yeah, nice, yeah. nice. Um, so yeah, so I mean that, that's that's base that's the basis for fall games, and they get um, there's a lunch that's provided that's outside of um, the normal day to day lunch. It's um, I think the this year it was Taco Bar. So um, good times. Um, so the my highlight of the week for this part is that at the end of the fall games, uh, there was a student staff game that was put together, um, which was it was a really fun. I mean, I was anticipating like what it was going to be like. Like you know, sometimes it can be highly competitive with the with the kids, and we never know. But it to end up being end up being really good. We started with the elementary kids got out there to run around a little while and uh, then it moved on to the middle school and then finally we ended with the with the high school kids uh, going against staff. Yeah, we, the high school, I was out there for the high school game. It got pretty serious. Oh yeah, it got intense. Not in a bad way. Not in a bad way, but I mean. Y'all won. <laughs> my, my kids were so mad. I was like, look, like, you lost, you know? It came down to the last 40 seconds and, and an interception. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, it, it was definitely competitive. They, uh, they were able to kind of chill out. Though. They were trying to all blame it on the quarterback. <laughs> and I'm like, you guys, this wasn't even a real game. You guys have a real game next week. Like, let's get off the court. Let's just chill out. I'm going to say this, this was fun. Good time. Um, but, no, I agree. They they took it a lot better than I thought they would. Like, I mean, even even in losing and, and even um, when when the mistakes were made throughout the game, that they, they weren't – took it wasn't very harsh on one another as I thought it might be. And that one student we have right now is incredible. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He is – um, I always say it's jokingly, but he's the first like real athlete we've had. Yeah, definitely talent. I mean, definitely talented. Could definitely play at the, at the next level for sure. Yeah, he could be like a little. I mean, he could yeah, he could play like college. I mean, he's got to figure some other things out. But, right, but right. I mean, he is so fast and shifty. Yeah, and, like my gosh. Um, if they hadn't had him, it could have gotten. Ugly. Yeah, it, I mean, it would have been out of hand. Um, all right, so my my highlight of the week also has to do with field day. Um, I'm stealing this from a former staff member, but like the best part about our job, I think, is when like you see our kids actually being kids, mm-hmm. like all that. Yeah. Not that the stuff disappears, but just for that day, it kind and, of yeah they forget about it, and it's it turns like it's a real sense of community. Our our older kids were helping our younger kids through the stations, mm-hmm. and um, and I wanted to tell a story real quick, which when it happened, I was just kind of like this describes our placement so well. Like this kid. Um, was told he couldn't be on the team with a, with another student, and he thought he was being told that because we were trying to set boundaries, but it was really because they were the two best players. So he he flips out, starts threatening female staff, um, was able to calm himself down. And while he was doing that, I was just like, "Gosh, this kid! Like, we you know, this is this is crazy! Like, yeah. why is he doing this? this? That was nothing." And now he's threatening a female staff member. And then five minutes later, the youngest kid at our school had an injury. And he goes over and picks him up mm-hmm. and carries him off the field and makes sure he's okay and stops the game until yeah. like he was cleared off the field. And I was like, <laughs> that that stuff that happens here. I've said this before. I, like I, my mind just hasn't adjusted to that yet. Yeah. Like seeing a kid who was ready to assault someone and then five minutes later, and then like you said, we were talking about it before he came on. He was at the end of the day. He had like a little football game for all the youngest kids. Yeah. Like making sure everybody got the ball. Yeah. And it's just like, and that whole day he was up and down. I was gonna say he was. It was. It's the complete contrast from one extreme right. to the next. Because I think this same student, um, when it came time for the staff student game, he was all time quarterback for like the young kids. So ele- the elementary kids right. came out. 
He played quarterback for the elementary kids, make sure everybody got a chance to kind of touch it and move the ball around a little bit. And same thing with middle school. He was a quarterback for the middle school program when the middle school kids came on to play against that. So, yeah, it's, it's so, And if you would have seen him at those two different earlier. points, say, say you had only walked mm-hmm. in on one or the other and you didn't know him. Right. You either say this kid is a hardened criminal or this kid is the nicest, most outgoing, sweetest human like, being, like freshman in, co- in high school I've ever seen. Right. And like, because I didn't did nothing like that. Maybe to my little brothers, but when I was in high school, like picking a kid, like I want right. to like get these small kids off the field <laughs> right. so we can have a game. And he's like, no, stop. Like, right. hold like, on. Right. Yeah. But then if you saw the other thing, you'd be like, my gosh, my this head. kid has no chance, which right. neither one are true. Well, yeah. I mean, he's, he's point, a yeah. good kid, but like there's a, a long way to go. Yeah. But he's, there's also way more to him than, than, than just either person. one of, either one of those aspects. So right. that's one thing I think, even if I work here for like 20 years, I don't know if I'll ever be able to. To, to kind a, of wrap your head really around. adjust to it, yeah, and it's a it's a difficult thing to kind of because you are going from one extreme to the next. So I mean, you are like having to deal with a kid who it just exploded, and then at the same time, you know, 10, 15 minutes, an hour later, you know, is a completely different person, and you, you having to deal with each one of those sides of their personality, it's a challenge. It, it, yeah, for sure. And the main positive from that, from both of us personally, is just like we always talk about the lack of judgment. Now. Yeah, like it's so hard for me to judge someone right now. Yeah. Because like I say, if I like I always use a Walmart example, if I saw him in Walmart doing that, flipping out, I would right. think this person is, you know, blah blah blah, the worst, and th- and then I'd I'd be completely, I'd look like an idiot, right, right, be completely wrong, like because you could see that kid. I'm not saying this is likely, but ten years from now, I mean, if he figures out his anger and all that, it, yeah, there's the potential yeah. is like limitless, completely a, a ceilingless possible ceilingless poss- possibilities, yeah. Oh, and the other story from like two weeks ago, he was helping a, um student from our autism program to trigonometry. Right, right. Like, I, didn't, I was like, I didn't know because I don't teach in math. I was like, I, I, didn't, I can't like, help you. Like you're a freshman or sophomore in high school. I thought you were like in pre-algebra like, doing those tricks. Right, here it is. Yeah, so. yeah. Anyways, all right, so we're on to the getting to know you question. Aaron, uh, this one I just want to say, what was your first job? First job? Uh, Dairy Queen was my first job right. yeah summer after my freshman year of high school i started slanging blizzards <laughs> <laughs> so my first job was actually baskin robbins what? i had the visor <laughs> oh you like cock it to the side i had the teal teal green shirt this after they changed the colors did you have to wear an apron yeah i did i, I, did wear I don't know what i was doing with the visor like give an apron on you can't look very tough <laughs> Yeah, man. I yeah, it was Dairy Queen, man. I I uh, and I made myself sick of Reese's Pieces because um, you know, they're not they can't do anything about it now. But I would <laughs> I would go into the freezer and just pound Reese's cups by the handful. Yeah, we had some rule where we were like one scoop a shift. <laughs> but I mean, what do you even when you're in high school, like, the boss doesn't actually expect me to follow this. <laughs> I was making myself like banana splits, milkshakes, all yeah. that stuff. <laughs> That's wild, man. Both of us in the in the dessert just services sling, for the first just slinging it. <laughs> My arm would get so sore. I'm like, please order rum raisin. Because it was only soft. I'm like, please, this person needs to order rum raisin. It was the end of a shift. There was one woman I worked with. Um, I guess she was in high school, so a girl, but um she her right she'd been working there for like three years. And yeah. her right bicep, I'm not just... lying, like twice the size of her left bicep. I'm <laughs> Don't sleep on the ice cream. I was, I was gonna say, get your muscle game up. Start scooping ice cream, slinging ice cream at Bass and Robbins. Right. Uh, do you ever? I some. I still sometimes um, when I'm at a soft serve machine, I, I still like try and get the perfect little loop at the top of the ice cream. You still? Uh, 
I I did used to try to impress people like at birthdays, but it's not the same out of a carton. Nah, it's just different. I and guess you have the warm true. water, so it, yeah, it's, you know, it's a little easier. I used to, I, I used to give away some things too. <laughs> I gave away a blizzard or two in my day. <laughs> yeah, like, when your friends were coming, you felt like so. so yeah, boring. yeah, <laughs> you're the man. Really, just robbing. Well, it's a corporation. <laughs> yeah, they they was it's built into their insurance. No worries. <laughs> right, right. Uh, all right, Patrick. Uh, what was your first car, make and model? Oh. I had a, a Volvo sedan. Sweet. I loved it. It was one of those like, um, like a complete box. A yeah, box. <laughs> and it had the like the front bumper yeah. and the back bumper were like that thick. I don't know if it's rubber. rubber. You could like run, <laughs> so you could just. So my friends and I, none of us had nice cars in high school, obviously, and we just like we would get to traffic lights. Did you ever bump people? <laughs> no. Oh, we used to do that all the time. So I got a red light, you roll at like half mile per hour, you just hit the guy in front of you. <laughs> So, so, and my uh, one of my good friends, he also had a Volvo, but he had like the the wagon. So oh, okay. We used to hit each other all the time. No. <laughs> we had a couple of dicey times where he was going a little too fast, but overall, no injuries. Uh, how old were you when you got it? I I got my license late. Oh, okay, I was like one of those like contrarian teenagers. Yeah, like okay. people want me to get my license, I'm not gonna get it. Like that <laughs> right. kind of thing. Like, even though I really could use going it against to it to drive to B and R. <laughs> but no, I got it like I think I got it like the end of junior year. Oh, okay, so. sweet. Uh, all right, so moving on to the thing that bothers us. Uh, I think this is another thing that not necessarily uh, it's not necessarily it bothers us in a negative way. It's kind of one of the things that's kind of hard to adjust to. And um, yeah, I think this is this segment's kind of turned into more things that are difficult or residential settings. Yeah, like it's not like it's a problem with where we work or like something you'd be angry about, but it's like just something that's really difficult. And yeah, it's more of, more of like a struggle. Things okay. that's kind of something that we struggle with. Yeah. Struggle. The struggle. Struggle of the week. <laughs> struggle of the week. Right. Um, is is that um, sometimes it's difficult um, when you are at a facility with like ours, and and just anywhere necessarily is um, trying to get on the same page. Like um, for us, there's the school side, um, and then you have um, the residential side and therapists. therapists, and you also have um, not only do you have our program, but you have the the A and D program, the autism um, program, and just having everybody on the same page as far as like what dealing with students kind of looks like, um, and kind of managing behaviors and and just all of those things that kind of go into it, just making sure they were all like somewhat on the relatively on the same yeah. page. And I think like MP3 players is a good example. Yeah. Agreed. Some of our kids need them. They really do need them as a yeah. coping skill. Um, but like maybe at, at times it might be a therapist has told them they can have it. Right. Um, and just, we haven't read the email yet or something. So then you're telling a kid, he can't, can't have, have it. it. Right. And, and our kids shockingly do like stretch the truth at times. So they're telling you that the therapist said, it, but you don't know if that's true. Yeah. And then, you know, it's the same from the cottage, like the, Cottage staff might think that they can have an MP3 player at school, but right. Aaron might have sent an email right before school started that they can't have it. Right. And just so there's just like little gaps like that 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 can become frustrating. And the day school has different rules. And right, right, right. Just getting everybody on the same place um, can even even through emails and stuff like that. It just it's just can be a struggle and difficult. Yeah, like currently we we share our building with the um, the A and D program, which is the autism program, and, and obviously the two programs have completely separate yeah. roles, and the kids are completely different. So there are just things like that that happen that can be, let me say, struggle, struggle, struggle. A little, little struggle, yeah. But struggle. overall, I mean, it's, it's very, it? very well run. I would say, yeah, it's it's not you know, like there's a disconnect or anything like that. It's just a more more of maintaining the connection right. between between all the programs. And that's, I mean, just shows how important it is to always have sight and sound supervision. Yeah, because as long as, if you're always 
know where someone is, even if that situation does arise, that might be potentially sketchy. You can usually figure it out. Figure out what's going on. Yeah. And um, I guess, have we cleared up A&D? So if we say A&D, that's our other program. It's the Autism and Neurodiversities Program. So right. that's just, just what those letters stand Which for. Which Sarah describes so, so eloquently. Right. Right. But if you're not a regular listener. I mean, yeah, double go back. back. And listen to that one. Yeah. What was it called? Um, it was the uh, prepared to be informed. Right, right. Yeah, so really? go back to to be prepared to be informed and right. listen in with, with our guest, Sarah. All right, so we're on our, <clears throat> our resource of the week, and we don't have a sponsor this week. Um, our, our reviews are – our listens are declining a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not bad, though. We're still around, like, 30, and we've been doing this for, like – I thought – like, when the initial spike, I don't know, have any experience doing this kind of stuff. Yeah. But I was like, that's expected. Like, we're going to listen to it once. And, like, they've slowly dwindled, which I also – but I thought it just, like, rocked just, off. Just, I thought, like, four months in, no one would be Just listening. straight like to the bottom. my mom. You know? <laughs> right. But we're still – we still, still, right. we got, we still got a little more than the moms listening. Yeah. That's and good. People are still listening to the first one. That nice. That one's up to, like, 150-something. Sweet. That's good. Yeah. And, and the last one's at about 30. So. But that's, like, to expect it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and everybody doesn't have time to listen to them all at one time. I mean, you can't necessarily, like, uh, binge them, you know. But And also, if you're not – like, my friends will listen – and they find it entertaining, but like if you're not in this field, oh yeah, it's, true, it's just not gonna like you're not gonna listen every week. Yeah, it's gonna be hard to keep. I mean, we are. I mean, we're captivating, <laughs> right, to say the least. Yeah. But you know, but we did so. So you know, like we always talk about how our kids a lot of times come to school hungry because they don't. It could be their through their own fault not getting up on time, or it could just be they don't like what's for breakfast, or true. Because if you're living at home, your mother or father or caregiver knows what you want to eat. Right here, it's like. This is what's for breakfast, and if this you don't what like we got. it, that's. I mean, like I hated French toast sticks. Yeah, that's not true. I love them, but I'm trying to think of something I hated for breakfast. <laughs> oatmeal, I hated oatmeal. Right, I don't. I don't. I liked oatmeal, but only if I had brown sugar. So, like, say, yeah. oatmeal for one of us was served, and then you just didn't eat it, and then our kids are, like, my homeroom, 14, 15 year olds. That that's when you like get yeah. that that hunger that is just so like you can't think overbearing so hungry. Yeah, right? so we always need stuff to eat, um, and we're kind of running out of snacks already, but. You know, world crazy place, and I got this email from oh. uh, from an African prince. Okay, and he was just like, "I have these rubies. Okay, um, if, if you can raise ten thousand dollars, that's it. That's it. Then I'll send you two million dollars worth of rubies for your kids." And I was like, oh. "Wow!" This I emailed him back. I was like, "Listen, man, this is just amazing." I was like, "I'm glad you're listening to the podcast." Right. <laughs> um, right. I didn't know we were over there yet, but I will get. I was like, "I'll start a GoFundMe." So GoFundMe trauma teachers. <laughs> And if we can just raise ten thousand dollars, then our kids will have two million dollars worth of snacks. I mean, it seems a little too good to be true, but I mean, <laughs> no, no this I guy, mean, this guy's legit. This is legit. Yeah, Prince. It's, it's like he wants it in Bitcoin, which is like oh. you can tell he's advanced. Nice, oh, nice. Man. Like, oh well, I'm feeling more confident. The more I, the more I hear about it, I feel more and more confident. Yeah, when I talked to him, I was like, "Well, do you know any ruby dealers?" He set me up with like a bunch of ruby dealers, <laughs> nice. so I can like I can weigh the prices and all right, that. right. So guys, you know, this is your chance to help out. I mean, yeah, get those donations going. I mean, that's enough. We I mean, we only need. It was ten. We only need ten thousand. We only need ten thousand. We can get two million dollars for the perishables. Feed kids for the next two hundred years. Yeah, do it. Get it done. Get out uh, there. So this week for the resource of the week, we wanted to talk about something that that we use here at um at our school and our in our organization. Let's start with this one. Yeah. So I mean, um, here we it's kind of something that's uh, we base it off the circle of courage, um, which is kind of a philosophy where um, you use. Four different quadrants, um, and, and a couple of them have been added. Um, the quadrants are belonging, independence, generosity, mastery, and in the um, we've added safety and adventure. Um, so using those quadrants, we kind of base everything that we do with the students kind of around one of those. So, I mean, 
take belonging, for example, um, that's kind of the first one that we start with, which is basically just building relationships. So like when we have uh, new students come in um, and how are we creating an environment that is belonging for them um, coming in, not only for them, but new staff and, and, and new everyone, new everything. Um, so that's one one example of how we use the quadrant in like uh, the day to day aspect. Yeah. And all the classes have generosity projects. Right. Obviously, we promote independence here um and maybe in the future we'll have someone um come on and, and get more in depth in this and what it looks like but yeah. we will as always put it on uh we we just started this facebook page did we start teachers. yeah we, i wasn't sure if it was, i started it last week okay facebook trauma facebook trauma 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 i can't even say it trauma, so new trauma teachers on facebook brand new trauma teachers on facebook um and we'll have we maybe we'll have someone like i said explain it and it, it comes from uh, native american mm-hmm. um who all obviously people that have been through a, a varying degrees of trauma, usually right. very intense. Um, and actually, you know, went to that con- conference out in yeah. South, Dakota, South Dakota, which you told me is where I was. Because <laughs> I always get confused. I was in North Dakota, but no, I was in South Dakota. Um, and, it, and I wish I could remember. More. I mean, I remember a lot of it, but just like I said, we'll put it on the Facebook page and, and let you guys take a look at it. And like I said, it's kind of, it's just an example of um, some things that we use here to kind of help guide us with this with the students. Yeah, and I think in therapy they go through a quadrant by right. quadrant. Like right. like you said, belongings first, right. feel comfortable here and then the, the next the step is like, it. yeah. So we are we're at our feel good story of the week. Uh, Aaron, again, I'm gonna let you start with this one. I feel like all everyone, I'm like, well you had a better relationship <laughs> with this kid. Maybe I just avoid the more difficult kids. So I feel better about myself. I'm like, wow, they all really like me except for the kids I don't talk to. <laughs> Well, it's it's usually that's where I they, I usually find them first. I get them I get them right, first. Right. I mean, when they're running out of the building, I'm, I'm I spend a little more time. Yeah, they're not in class. Like <laughs> uh, but yeah, this student uh, came to us um, when it came to us um, was very um, either couldn't or wouldn't communicate um, when they were feeling stressed. Um, was very much into. Um, I wouldn't say very much, but um, there was some uh, self-harm aspects when he would get upset or frustrated, um, like punching himself, for example, or trying to, you know, hit his head on a door or wall or, um, and wasn't very, uh, a lot of that would come when he wasn't able to express what he was feeling um, or how to cope with what he was going through um, at the moment. Um, And that would also kind of lead into, um, he would just kind of escape kind of his issue or, or, or concern at the moment, um, which was kind of, you know, they, he would elope quite a bit um, and just kind of run away from it. And instead of trying to, that was his way of addressing it or kind of not addressing it is just to leave the situation, um, which is what we saw a lot of <clears throat> when he first started. And he would also, because um, I remember there was one day where you and I were kind of like, we don't ever put our hands on the kids here. Mm-hmm. Like we were kind of blocking him from the building. And he was, he was one of those kids we get where, or when he would get escalated, it was like the lights were, yeah, you know, the lights were on, but no one was home. Like he, his face would kind of become glossed over, and you, like you said, you couldn't get anything verbally back from him. Right. So when we didn't know him, it was very hard to understand. Um, like you, you understood that he was escalated, but why? Right. What what we needed to do to help him calm down? Um, you know, like what his preferences were, because like you said, he wasn't at, in the, in those moments. He wasn't really relaying any pertinent information to us. And that's where, that's honestly where that, that um, kind of like we were speaking to about the circle of courage, that, that quadrant of belonging. That's why they, the, all the quadrants are so important because making those initial connections and thing um, with them and creating that 
sense of belonging or, or that that building those relationships, it is important because even through going through when when he may have um, be an escalated state or he's somehow have an issue or concern, um, you're still learning, still building on that relationship because it took time. But through those relationships or through those situations, he and I began to build a relationship. Um, I like I kind of I knew where his spots were. So when he did take off, I kind of knew where he was going. Um, he was, you know, going to the playground or he was going to be in between, you know, here and there. Um, rarely ever left. Um, not even rarely. He never left campus. So um, and after time, you know, after situation, after situation, you know, he would give a little, you know, and I would learn a little bit. Um, and it's, you know, after a while he was able to, you know, after speaking with him, be like, okay, well, I hear you, but this is what I need you to do. So when you're feeling stressed, if you're hungry, if you're, you know, you're upset with, you know, staff or a peer, okay, I need you to, I need you to tell me. So first it was just, you know, let me know or let the, the, the staff in the room know. He was very connected to, because he came in the summer, and he was very connected to his summer um, support coach. Um, so it started to, those patterns of just like, okay, him making connections to multiple staff, not just the one staff that he was initially connected to. But after time, we, we, he started having those and he was started to make connections. And I was able, we were able to get him to, to go from, okay, now, thank you for finding me. But now what I need you to do is, this is your new support coach. I need you to talk to your new support coach if you have an issue. And slowly but surely, he's gotten to the point where like, I don't, he's, he has no problem finding whatever staff, whoever may be, um, when he is uh, in need of uh, some skills or, or something. Yeah, and that's one of the things we see a lot here, especially with the younger kids, is um, – and it, it sounds ridiculous that it's easy to forget, but just that – like, he did not feel safe here. Right, um, right. You know, you don't you don't know any of the adults. So, mm-hmm. you know, of course, you're not going to trust the adults. You're living with seven other kids you've never met. Yeah. And you could tell sometimes he was just like, oh, I just don't – like, I don't feel safe in this environment. Right. I need to get outside. I just need to get away. And he just didn't know how to verbalize it. How to verbalize it. that, yeah. Um, and as far as class goes, once he's – he wasn't staying in class very much, but once he's – started coming to class, he's always been one of my best students as far as, um, you know, there's some academic gaps, but as yeah. far as completing work, um, he's he's gotten very, very good at um, coming up to me and just saying, or, or telling the support coach if he doesn't feel comfortable talking to me, like, today's not a day I want to do work. Right. Um, the one funny thing he does is, I was telling you before, <laughs> he has this habit of ripping up his papers if he doesn't understand yeah. an assignment. Um and I've, I've gotten – where I used to just go over and help him, now I wait for him to ask because he'll start <laughs> cussing me out under his breath. Right. Like, he didn't even teach this the right way, you know. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm going to make him raise his hand and ask. Right. But I was telling um, Aaron before we came on, there's a lot of times he'll finish 80% of the assignment. <laughs> and then he'll rip the entire assignment up while he's cussing me out under his breath. And then five minutes later, he somehow regulates himself and says, can I have another paper? And then he does yeah. the whole thing again. Yeah. Like, I should almost be giving him double credit. <laughs> At this point. <laughs> right. But but he's, a, he's, um, he's one of those kids where – Initially, I did I knew nothing about him because, as you described, the way he was. But yeah, he's a really cool kid. Yeah, he's he's great. Um, I definitely gotten to know him very well. I he's mean, got a little swagger about yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's he's pretty adaptable. Yeah, to be around different kids. And when he first got here, like I didn't think he was a bad kid. I was just like, I, I just don't know what this. Yeah, I, I thought I thought it was going to be hard to make a connection, but like at the more time that we all put in with him, he's he's definitely opened up. Um, he's part of the flag football team right. and um, definitely enjoys being part of that. I mean, <laughs> watching him play basketball. He, he just follows whoever he's guarding around it and just fouls them, even when they don't, <laughs> even when they don't have the ball. Like the kids just usually stop playing. Right. They cannot get the he, de- he denies 94 feet 
no matter if it's a missed shot, made shot. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen anyone screw on it. It's unbelievable. Like, because our kids aren't to the point where they're gonna like, set picks and stuff. Like, right. if he's guarding you, you're just not scoring. You're not. You're not getting the ball. He's a tough like. Totally not. He's a tough kid for sure. <laughs> um, and I guess the, we're at our last segment, man. My corner, my classroom yeah. corner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I just want to tell a free story today. So we have a, a student that we that just came to us, and because of dynamics. He, he's in a younger class, and he's going to be studying for his um, GED, so it doesn't really matter what class he's right. in, um, just as far as academics. And he's waiting to start the program. So I've kind of told him, like, hey, you know, do what you want with us. Um, you can participate when you want. And anyways, today we were doing uh, types of conflict, like man versus man, man versus nature, all that, all that good stuff, and something he does not have to do as a high school student. Right. Um, and he actually was like, can I, can I read this worksheet to everybody? Sweet. And so he and he is a big dude. Yeah. So they like there's a lot of interrupting that goes on here in class, and they are not interrupting him. I was like, I would absolutely love you to read this worksheet because if I get cut off one more time, I'm gonna lose, I'm lose it. it. Um, so he read there was like five scenarios, and I think he read one or two of them, and that got the that got the class going. And nice. Another kid raised her hand. They read number three. Another kid raised her hand. They read number four. And I'd already taught the lesson, but there's a lot of interrupting, like I said. So th- now I could actually like, go through this is why this is man versus man. Man versus, it was awesome. And yeah. he, he's been um, just such – I mean, he's been a – you never know. It's, it could be a honeymoon period, but he's been a real blessing. I'm going to say, yeah, he's been, a, so I'm gonna say he's been a model student um, since he's been here. Um, I think he's coming up on his 30 days sometime okay. soon. But, no, I, I agree. I think he's he's, seemed, he's been really focused, um, seemed really determined. That's a great story. And when the – it just – it's just how it is here. There's no when the older, tougher kids are doing what they're supposed to, the the younger kids are going to fall. In yeah, line. they just fall behind. Because yeah. there's a lot I can say to a student, but they're not. They're certainly not scared of me. I'm going to say, yeah. There's that. <laughs> there's definitely that peer motivation. For and he's, sure. and I'm not saying he's not posturing to intimidate. No, him. not at they all. Just know that he's could. I'm going to say, yeah, it's part of adolescence. Like they rec- right. they recognize the cool kid in the right. room. So I mean, he's he at the moment he's the cool kid right. in the room. I mean, I used to run my mouth incessantly <laughs> in middle school, but then you like go to a different situation where you don't know a kid and you're like, you immediately recognize even as like a 12 year old, that kid can pummel me. I'm going to shut up. And that's kind of what happens. This isn't the place for that. Right. Exactly. All right. So that felt good. I'm going to say we're hanging around 30 right now. Uh, Patrick, as always at this point, I've enjoyed our conversation. I have as well. Uh, Nice. We uh, hope you guys have enjoyed listening again and we look forward to you guys listening next week. Uh